This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Your home for the Oklahoma State Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. A couple of uh, programming notes. Don't forget the uh, Oilers in the IFL. Their very first game ever is tomorrow night. Now, they're on the road in Frisco. Uh, I think it's the Frisco Fighters. Yes, that's right, the Frisco Fighters. I guess they're the badasses of the IFL, Matt. So Tulsa, (laughs) right out of the box, gets to play like the best team in the freaking league. Uh, We'll have that game for you here on the Blitz. That is a 7 o'clock pregame right here on the Blitz 1170. Speaking of... uh, well, first times, the FC Tulsa group will be at home. It's home opener coming up Saturday, the 25th, 730. Uh, by the way, we're still taking submissions. If you want a four-pack of tickets, all you've got to do is text FC Tulsa right now to our text line, 918-262-5072, and you could be on your way. All right. A gentleman that I have not spoken to in what feels like forever is joining us now here in the studio. I was so happy when I saw this signing hit my social media post a few months ago. He is the great Colin Fernandez joining us here on the Blitz 1170, member of FC Tulsa. What is up, dude? How are you, man? How you doing, Pop? I'm good, man. I'm good. Not as good as you, though. <laughs> you are living the dream right now. Yeah, what? it's been great. I mean, happy to be back in Tulsa, um, be with the team. So just hoping to get some wins and hopefully bring back a trophy this year. What has your journey been like since the last time that fans were able to see you over at One Oak? Oh, man. Well, been... at least in a at least in a home jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been here a few times. Uh, yeah. I've been fortunate to pull out some wins here, actually. Yes, you have. Years. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm happy to be back on the other side um, of things. But, uh, yeah, I've been kind of all over the place. 2018 was in Phoenix. Um Got to play with Drogba, which was pretty cool. Uh, win the Western Conference, that was great, and obviously come up short in the final. But yeah. um, all that experience was great. Obviously, with head coach Blair Gavin was the assistant there. Mm-hmm. Um, played a big part in bringing me there, and I can't thank him enough. And obviously, we kept that strong connection, and that's what that's what ultimately brought me here. Him and Sam, so it was great with that. Uh, 2019 was in Phoenix for a bit, then got traded to St. Louis. Um, Played in St. Louis in 2016 before, so it wasn't uh, unfamiliar ground, but it was a good experience over there. Um, not wasn't necessarily the style of play that I was used to. Yeah. Um, so I kind of struggled towards the end of the season to get into the team a bit, but uh, it ultimately was a good experience. I mean, you go through these experiences, you learn how to be a good teammate, but good person, and like whether things are going great on the field or bad on the field, like mm. you learn how to kind of like grow yourself in those situations because those are difficult moments um 2020 was covid year and i was in seattle tough year it was uh i mean only played eight games i think out of the 16 that were available it was just ended up getting covid the last i was out for the last six games of the year because i had covid so that was that was annoying but all fully healthy now, so which is great. Um, yeah. 2021 was a big year um, in Austin. I played almost 30 games, and honestly, 
kind of revived my career a bit, like, because coming off a season when you play eight games doesn't really look very good. Yeah. Um, so 2021 was a big year for me. Um, the team did pretty well, but we struggled with numbers towards the end of the year. We were making a playoff push at the end. We think we came up five or six points short of the playoff line, which kind of hurts. Um, and then last year was in Kansas City, and, I mean, it was kind of like a – a push for me trying to get back into the MLS, like with the with Sporting Kansas City, the first team. Um, obviously, didn't get that opportunity, but I mean, I couldn't be happier to, to end up here. Honestly, I mean, like for Sam and Blair to bring me here is I'm forever grateful to those guys, and I know the football that they want to play is top level, so it's really encouraging. How old were you when you first walked onto the pitch as a member of the Roughnecks? Uh, I was twenty. You're twenty. I was twenty years old, so I'm twenty six now. Okay, yeah. so you're you're an old man now. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're an old man. It, fe- it feels like it, it feels that way. Yeah. That process when you're that young, right, and through your experience from where you had come from, and then kind of, you know, starting out here and still having not saying that you don't have dreams now, but you know what level that you're trying to to get your level of play to. What's it like to take all that on as a 20-year-old that's still trying to find your path as being, you know, a, an, an adult, as, as, a, as a young man? Yeah. Um, I, I always find that fascinating because when we had Nate in the other day, I'm looking at this kid and he's 16. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> my gosh. I, yeah. I, you know, put yourself in that position, um, not even like a term like from an athletic standpoint, from yeah. just being able to feel like that you're comfortable in your own body at that moment. What was that like oh, for you for at 20? Sure. Um, I mean, like – when you're 20 years old and like you go on, like I was with the Chicago fire on loan here in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing you think is like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like they're sending me there for the year. Like that's for me, it was like, that kind of sucks. Like yeah. and that's the initial thought. And then you kind of like build and like, you start to realize like the only way I'm going to get a positive, um, positive out of this situation is if I look at it in a good way. Like, so I started to look completely, look at it completely differently, like take every opportunity that I had, because honestly, if I didn't have that experience I had with the Roughnecks, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah. You don't realize how like some guys you can play in the league and you can maybe play one season, you play 15 games, half the year, you could be, you can't find a team next year. Like that's just the reality. It's hard. So I think on it, like that, 2017 year was probably the biggest step in my career to kind of become an adult and a professional because I realized, and I, I thank goodness that I realized it in that moment that like, don't take this for granted because it's an opportunity. Like whether it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma or in Chicago or there, like wherever, take it, grab it and just run with the opportunity because like, you, you don't know how long you're going to play football, professional football for. Well, so, it's minutes too, right? At exactly. that time, you're trying to accumulate the, the amount of minutes that you feel like that you're not getting in that, so try to take advantage of it. But, yeah, the mental hurdle on that, I can see where growing up and, and being playing with that academy, having a certain level of expectations that you placed upon yourself, and the next thing you know, you're in the 918, and you're like, wait a minute, how the hell did this happen? Yeah, exactly. But, like, I mean, I can't say enough. I still think of that year as the most crucial critical year of my development Mm -hmm. and also from a standpoint of like the team we had and the players we had and the people we had was like top level like i that was one of my favorite teams i ever played on just because of the people like i was surrounded by dude the cast of characters that was on that group (laughs) is just otherworldly otherworldly for sure so 
How have you evolved? Um, let's we'll start first as a player from when you were 20 to where you're 26 right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that the biggest like step was like 2017, realizing that like if I can help the team in any way, then it's only going to benefit me as a player. But helping the team is the first and foremost because like once you realize that the team is more important than yourself, then you start to play even better. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. I, I realized that, and I've just kind of ran with that, honestly. It's weird because you you get sent here in 17, and you maybe you're looking at it from a selfish perspective, right? Yeah. So in the in the time frame of 12 months, you go from selfish about me to, okay, now I'm starting to understand a little bit more that the best thing for me selfishly is for the team to actually be good and do 100%, those things. 100%, for yeah. sure, yeah. So, yeah, that was the biggest takeaway that I took from 2017. And I still say, like I said before, that it was probably the biggest learning point in my career. Yeah, that's phenomenal, man. Um, now to off the pitch, like growing up from where you were from 20 to 26 now. Now now you're married, right? Yeah, There's like married. other priorities that are going <laughs> on in life as well. But uh, how far, uh, how much have you grown from just that perspective? Yeah. Um, I definitely say that I was a boy and I've become a man. Um, <laughs> that is 100% true. And my wife will take credit for that, and I will fully give her credit for that. Um, but, no, I mean, honestly, like, the person who I am as a core has not changed, obviously. Mm. I, I still feel like a kid. I still yeah. feel like I'm, like, 18, 19 years old, you know. Yeah. Just having fun, especially, like, being in the locker room with the boys and messing around is great. But, uh no, I got a wife, I got a dog, and we live we live a great life. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Do you ever take any of that stuff for for granted when it comes to because you talked about playing what the six or or, or so games from from the COVID year, um, and then kind of having a rebirth in your career? Um, was did you ever find that where you were almost in a way like taking things for granted, like how much you actually loved it, or how, how did that play in, and when did you find like your passion almost in for it again? Honestly, like 20 after 2020, like it was difficult because it's like you're coming off this year where like you can't find a team. And then 2021, like finally found a team, maybe like the first it was like preseason already started. And I like I signed with Austin like a week or like a few days before preseason started. And it was almost like a scrambling thing. Like I had signed as like a left wing back to play left wing back. And I was like <laughs> I was like. You know what? Anything to get my foot in the door, like right. no problem. I'll start yeah. wherever. By the way, I laugh because I'm not your natural no, position no, no, by no. any means. I'm naturally number, <laughs> number six, number eight, midfielder, center midfielder. Um, but yeah, it was just like anything to get my foot in the door um, again. And I just took the opportunity and ran with it. Just looked at it the same way. Like if I can do anything to help this team, then it's gonna then it's gonna all be good. Besides the team, did you have good memories from your first? experience here in the city i, I oh. always marvel i was trying to tell yeah, yeah. nathan the other day and I, I you know I've, I've been here most of my life and i i tell people i'm like it's one of those cities that you're like ah damn and then it once you get here and you see the people like yeah. you generally have a good positive experience did you ex have the same thing yeah no it was great like once once like you kind of get over the fact that it's tulsa oklahoma and then you embrace it it becomes one of the best places ever like yeah. like in and it's the changed most, so much even from you were here exactly. in 17. But I'm I'm a firm believer in that the place isn't that big of a deal. It's the people that you're surrounded yeah. by. Um so I have I have people here, like I've still talked I Brady and I have dinner, go out like once every couple weeks. So it's it's awesome. I mean, I can't complain. 
The other thing that uh, we were having a discussion, and it was on how it was basically about the NBA and how the Thunder are built, okay. and it was more of the off-the-court personalities in how you go about team building. Like, you can throw guys that are talented out on the pitch or the court or whatever. doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to work. So mm -hmm. from your experience so far, talk to me about this FC Tulsa uh, crew that they have assembled in terms of personalities, how that all fits with each other along with being skillful on the pitch, but – it really comes down to you got to make sure that you have the like-minded amount of dudes that are good people, that the personalities mesh well together, and how far that that can actually take you. Yeah. No, I think that first and foremost that uh, Blair and Sam looked at guys that were good people. Like you, you want your work environment to be surrounded by good people, and I think all the guys on our team are good people. They all care about each other. They all care about – like the team first. And I think that's the big, the most important thing. And like, that's why I say like, there's going to be growing pains with a, with a new team. Um, but like, as long as that vision and that goal is the same and remains the same and we stick to it and we all stick together, then that's going to be massive. And it's going to be, I'm excited to see like how we, how we react to the good, the positives and the bad things, because a season's it's a long season. It's thirty four games. A grind, um, it's a grind, and I mean, I'm excited for us to embrace that opportunity. So you had Colin Fernandez as our guest, by the way. FC Tulsa uh, Saturday night, seven thirty uh, over at One Oak for the home opener. You've had experience in the system that we're going to see now. Um, exciting brand. I know that's been one of the main. Um, attractive selling points to a lot of people to come in here and play. How would you describe the brand of football that you guys are playing? I like to refer to it as that we like to knock the ball. Like we we like to knock it. Mm -hmm. We knock the ball around. Um, we want to keep possession. We want to play attractive attacking football. We want to get play. We want to keep the ball in their half, um, and while also creating scoring opportunities and making it difficult for teams to kind of play out of the situation we put them in when we're in their half. Um, so yeah, I mean, attacking football, possession oriented, and ultimately scoring goals. We want to score goals. We want to. Create a, we want to create, score a lot of goals, and bring the fans to the game. That's uh, one of the most important things. Well, I think you come from an area, and I know Sam has talked about this a lot, and, and, and Blair as well, um, that kind of magic potion that happened with you guys in Phoenix and how the fans got involved in that and how that evolved from the dollar beer night and just yeah, the, yeah. the crazy <laughs> scenes that were happening out there, that's kind of the, the brand and, and what – the overall environment that they want to try to recreate here. But a lot of that goes with just the brand of football that you guys are playing too. Cause for sure. And some of those teams, you guys were just bombing it over everyone. Yeah. Um, and coming in here, it was such an exciting and over the top energetic feel. Every time you guys would come in uh, with, with playing with Phoenix, it was like, Oh damn, well rising's in the house, you know, like it just, it just felt like it was a bunch of stars that were coming in and, yeah. and more than anything. Yes. A lot of that had to do with, with Drogba, but mm -hmm. um, it just elevated the style and kind of feel and energy level from everyone. Yeah. No, I mean, for sure, like, <laughs> Drogba, I think of, I always think back to back to this game with Drogba when he crossed the ball, we scored off a header, and he takes the the fan's water, one of our owner's actually water bottle and pours <laughs> it all over that, his yes. head. And it was yeah. like the magic water bottle, yeah. which was like such an awesome experience, like, one, obviously for like the fans, our ownership, like to like be like involved in that and also like 
for him, just he was just a different like person. This guy was one of the best human beings ever on and off the field, like took care of all of his people, like no matter what. Um, so like that was just such a cool experience. And I hope that we can bring that to one Oak. I mean, like, sure. I remember when we were playing back here and Ian used to score and there were fans throwing beer all over him. Yes. It was, it was great. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not going to encourage fans throwing beer everywhere, but. <laughs> but yeah, but <laughs> it, it was fun. The but environment it to was the fun. overall environment yeah. of it. And I know that that's something that you guys are trying to create. So if someone's kind of on the fence right now uh, and they're thinking about, hey, maybe we should go check this out on Saturday, what is your best selling point right now? My best selling point is that we're going to do everything we can as a team to get three points, and we're going to need all the fans there to help us. I mean, they're ultimately can be our 12th man. They can help us get that push late in the game to get three points. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the entire crew. I can't wait things to get uh, fired up back over there, uh, make it out, and enjoy some some great action that you guys are going to provide. I, you sent the bad signal out, or at least the official uh, FC Tulsa Twitter page did, on uh, when you got signed about eating establishments here in town. So yeah. what have you found so far? Um, So I've been to Lowood. Okay. I've been to Basque. All right. Um, Amelia's. Where else? Antoinette's Bakery. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Uh, Queenie's. Okay. At Utica Square. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite spots. I'm not going to lie. It's not shabby. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm a big, like, breakfast brunch guy, though, so okay. I really appreciate it. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to uh, send you some others that Sweet. you got to go check yeah, out yeah, for sure. Yeah, sounds good. Dude, I'm I'm pumped to have you back in town, man. Congratulations as well. Yeah, on your. You. I know you've been married, you said, what, four months now? Four months, yeah. Okay. Just about, yeah. All right. Make sure you communicate, my man. Make sure you communicate <laughs> know, for sure. I know, I know. Great to have you back in town, Colin. Yeah, thanks, Pop. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Looking forward to it, man. Let's do it more. Yeah, once sounds we, good. Once we get into the season. All right, for let's sure. take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to talk Arkansas basketball next. They got a little game in the Sweet 16 tonight against the dirty, dirty Yukon Huskies. Sorry, that's my Tulsa fan coming out of me. Those cheaters in the American. That's next on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.